0: they came from the four corners of america to defend our way of life to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the usa needed them most Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Bert McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now.
1: Episode 12, Red Alert!
0: Two days prior to the present events, Agent Jenkins walked into a conference room where a three-star general of the United States Army stood looking out the window.
2: Dropped right in your lap, didn't he? I'm sorry, sir? Oliver Pep III, you and your brotherhood of ridiculous people stumbled onto Project Empath.
0: Project Empath? McTaggart pointed towards the dossier.
2: Despite the information you already have, this is all we have on this program. It's vitally important that we keep an eye on this situation. The leaders of the Pentagon and your superiors feel as though your task force is almost acclimated to its mission. We feel that it's their capabilities to complete anything are in question.
1: So you all have little faith in them?
2: Not the configuration we need.
0: General McTaggart pulled out a chair and sat down. He saw that Agent Jenkins continued to stand.
2: You may be seated as well, Agent. Configuration? (sighs) We've heard that one of your team has already gone AWOL. Why haven't you gone to your superiors with this?
1: Both Agent Mills and I felt that this would be a very good mission for our team to try and work together to rescue one of their own. As for calling them the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People, one day they'll be our own salvation against something we won't be able to fight on our own.
2: That's a passionate thought. Amazing that it's coming from you. From your dossiers and recordings, I was under the impression you had no faith in your team.
1: At first. But a friend changed my mind.
2: Really? Now tell me again how Gladys Hamilton went
1: AWOL. I didn't know what was going on with Ollie. And we tried to do an experiment. And in my hubris... In
2: your hubris, you pissed people off. As for Mr. Pep, I'm entrusting him to you and your team, but under one condition. What, sir? He is with you constantly. I don't want him off on his own or with Agent Mills. He must remain with you personally. He will never leave my side sir. If I find out that something happens to him your career will be the least of your worries.
0: That threat seemed to chill PJ to his bones. Uh,
1: uh, understood sir.
0: He never before knew that he would have something in common with Rod Styles at this moment. In real time, the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People, as General McTaggart called them, had already landed in Colorado Springs and made their way to a small hangar on the Air Force Base. Agent Jenkins pulled off campus tarps with two contraptions in the hangar. Hey, I remember these from that movie. They're like uh, uh, buggy planes.
1: Wait, what movie?
0: Billy asked. His attention was diverted from one of the spirits huh? nearby.
1: Does he do this all the time? Talk to the air. It makes Willie wonder. Never mind what movie. We need to cover distance with the ability to gauge scent. So we got permission to use these experimental ultralight aircraft. We will be dividing the team between three units.
0: How in the duck was the hey, movie? Enough with the movie.
1: Now, we have two pilots able to supplement us, but does anyone else
0: know how to fly one of these things? I do, but I can't while narrating this story. Where was I? Oh yes, the team remained silent. That's what I thought. They're
1: light aircraft, so only two or three people will be able to be on the buggy plane at a time. Willie? Yes, i You will be strapped into number one. We will need your keen sense of smell, Frank. You will be held in a seat by someone who can understand you. Rod? Ye- yes, PJ? I'm trusting you because you'll be able to take care of this without killing anyone, right? Well, I'm feeling great at the b- 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 moment.
3: I moment right, I can take Frank's
1: ass if necessary. No, I'm going to need you on the ground when we find the cabin. I have to put some level of trust and faith in Rod's ability.
0: Rod smiled. This was probably the first good thing that Agent Jenkins had probably ever said to him. I
1: think that as a precaution, I should be able to be on one of the planes in case there is a structural issue. I agree, Mr. Cromwell, you can accompany Rod and Frank.
2: But, 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 but there's only two seats.
1: Trust me. You won't
2: know I'm there. I can accompany Willie. I might be able to use my whistling
1: to help. Unnecessary, Mr. Pep, as per the agreement by my higher ups, I need you riding with me in the ground crew. We will be riding in a Humvee provided. Now, Team Willie, you will take the northwestern route, while Team Frank will take the southwestern route. We will be driving in between accordingly and in contact with radio. Now, Ricardo, you have the sweatshirt. He
0: pulled a sweatshirt from his backpack. Yeah, here. I hope you
1: can get a scent off it.
0: Willie and Frank both smelled it. (laughs) Several moments later, the two ultralight aircraft were brought out onto the tarmac. Rod pulled off his rubber hood for one moment. Hold on a sec. My hair is caught in the- Then without warning, a lightning ball came crashing down onto his head once more but this time Frank was directly next to him as both Rod and the Little Badger were shocked. Rod! Frank! He's okay.
2: This happens a lot.
0: Damned moron. Voice said coming out of nowhere. They looked at the pilot.
1: I didn't say it.
0: Oh dear God. Frank, the sassy badger acquaintance of Rod, an overall piece of shit, was now speaking in a human British accent. Frank? W- w-
2: why are you speaking b- 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 British?
0: <sighs> because my mother was English and my father Canadian, you trit. You'd speak in a British accent as well. Agent Mills heard the commotion.
1: What's going on over here?
0: We need to get you all in the uh, air. Agent Mills. I wanted to tell you
1: what an all it is to work with you. I really can't trust most of these... Weejects. <laughs> you can talk? It seems that there was a
0: side effect to the last lightning bolt strike on old Ruddy here. It gifted me the ability to speak your language. This was the last proverbial straw for Agent Mills, who fainted. <sighs> Allison! Allison, it's Phil! Wake up! I'm afraid, my friend, that Virgin Mills has caught something in the air. Jenkins saw that it was the Badger who was speaking to him. Okay, uh, time is
1: of the essence. We need to get going.
0: And within minutes, the two air teams are on their way. While Agent Mills was attended by medical staff,
2: ground crew to Team Willie, do you have any leads?
0: Darla asked as Agent Jenkins was driving the Humvee in the direction of Cameron Peak.
1: Negative, but Mr. Willie is really sniffing away.
2: Hmm. You sound kind of cute. Are you single?
0: Darla! Agent Jenkins tried to reprimand the sultry maple heroine. Actually, ma'am, I'm gay and in a comedian relationship.
2: Mmm, I forgot. Don't ask, don't tell was repealed. (laughs) You never quit, do you? No way, sexy pants. I think I could fall madly in bed with you.
0: (sighs) Call Team Frank next. They gotta have something by now. Darla, turn the dial to the second channel.
2: Ground crew to Team Frank, come in.
0: A line of static seemed to reverberate through the headset and made Darla wince. Mm. I'm getting a lot of static. Maybe it's the mountains.
2: Ground crew to Team Frank, do you copy? Over.
0: For a moment, there was a little more static until the voice of Rod came over the airwaves.
2: We're here, over. What are you doing with the
1: headset? What?! <laughs> <laughs> I allun fell out of the seat! He's OK.
0: Considering.... Considering WHAT? Vel came over the headset!
1: Considering we almost crash, we're flying so low the pilot got hit by some errant tree branches. We landed to retrieve him. I admire they to do their
2: thing but I don't think they're going to be too helpful right now. I agree. Tall, dark, and handsome. It looks like Team Frank is out of commission. We let
3: those losers back in Washington. If she ends up dead because of this shit, I will personally, and I mean fucking personally,
1: flip the entire goddamn Look, government on its head. Back in the air as, they, as soon as they can, Gladys could be in serious trouble.
3: No, oh, no, really? No, say anything? so. No shit, Sherlock. I'm telling you that if we get there, and find out that she's fucking dead, I'm gonna make it a priority to fuck all of you up. Every single one of you. I don't care if you're superpowered or not. I'll find a fucking way, do you hear me? We're doing the best we
0: can, Ricardo.
2: Agent Jenkins, turn on that path. she has got something. Are you sure? Yes, go, hurry.
0: As Agent Jenkins pulled onto the path, he noticed one of the flyers above. I'm guessing that's Team Willy then. Thank God for small miracles. Starla activated the radio.
2: Team Willie, do you copy?
0: We do, over.
1: Pilot, this is Agent Jenkins. Do you see any cabins along this path?
0: Willie's picking up a scent. I'm getting a little lower, and I think this is the right path. Okay, soldier, maintain your course. As if an afterthought, the pilot shouted something that Darla picked up. What? What just happened? The pilot was radio silent for a few moments until Darla saw something from the window. Darla replied in Uh, apprehension. uh, Sugar bumps? I I think. Jumped off the plane! Willie jumped off the plane! Holy cannoli! Willie the hobo soared through the sky in a controlled fall as he landed into the trees nearby effortlessly and bounded down to the forest floor. Agent Jenkins finally saw him and put the brakes on the Humvee. Willie was unharmed and bound in the direction of the cabin. Wow!
2: He's moving fast! Put the pedal to the metal, darling. He's heading the same direction that Belushi came from.
1: Team Willie to ground crew, over. Go
2: ahead, Pilot.
1: There's an SUV making its way into that cabin. This could very well be our abductor. Pilot, head back to base. You did a fantastic job.
3: If that SUV has Gladys in it, we need to make sure that the fucker can't move. She gets kind of sick.
0: Walter pulled his SUV into a parking space he made. He didn't know he was currently being followed as he walked the wooden steps and turned off the electrical power grid powering his home defenses and walked inside. How am I? Walter noticed his captives were missing. The sound of hissing alarmed Walter as he looked up to the rafters to see Gladys in all her glory flew down and sank her fangs into his neck. Ah! Walter screamed in sheer horror as the sounds of vehicles outside screeched to a halt. Within seconds, Billy Aykroyd, with the power of Chris Farley, busted through the door, and Willie danced swiftly into the room, preparing for whatever they could find. They were horrified to find Gladys sucking the life out of the hunter. She pulled her bloody mouth away from his neck, as she said in her higher voice. I told you I would get you, you son of a bitch.
3: Hey, 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 Gladys, Gladys, baby. Come on, stop, stop, stop. All right, no, stop it. Don't murder the fuck. Don't murder him, not yet. All right, just come here. Don't murder
0: him. PJ finally came from behind all of them. Freeze, asshole, CIA. Gladys dropped away from Walter and morphed back into her normal form.
3: There was a photographer here with us. She's in the closet.
0: What does your sexual orientation have to do with anything? Gladys pointed to the closet nearby.
2: No, dumbass. I literally mean she's in the closet. And by the way, who
1: the hell are you? Oh, I'm Chris.
0: Chris Farley.
1: Wow, you're pretty
0: good looking for a flying bat lady. Ollie and Darla opened the door to find out that the photographer was missing. Whoever she was, She isn't in there now.
1: Your ass, pal. Chris Fonny's dead. Gladys, this is Billy Ackroyd, the medium. Gladys... PJ, I think I want to apologize for how I treated you and everyone else. It, It was bad of me not to treat you
0: with all... with the proper respect. Gladys looked at Agent Jenkins calmly. PJ? Yes, Gladys? Please
3: kindly step aside so I can hug my husband or I'll bite your head off.
2: Thank you and we will talk later.
0: PJ wasn't going to be a dumbass in this regard others but not this regard so he did as he was asked and Gladys hugged her husband tightly as other members of the authorities began to show. Gladys embraced Ricardo in a long hug.
3: Yeah no, baby. Come here. Come on. All right I'm gonna take you home. Let's go.
0: Peony Rouge open the door to find Maisie, the photographer from the National Enquirer, standing in the doorway. Well, 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 the White Queen has returned,
3: mon ami. You're hurt?
2: Shut up. Let me in. I'll be fine.
3: Is he here? I need to thank him for that little bit of help. He's lying down. Overexerted himself. How did you get back so fast? Last of my cash reserves to get back here in Avignon. We have some problems. It is as we feared. Oh, more than our beloved Leveque Noir dying, hmm? Yes, the Americans also have super-powered beings, and they are gathering together. So, the vampire bad woman was through? Yes, and there is more. We are going to have to be extra cautious with our endeavors in America.
0: No. The voice of Leveque Noir filtered through the voice box. It said in defiance...
2: I've had enough pussyfooting around. If it's a fight the Americans want, then who are we not to oblige? We are going to take the fight to them. Very well, Your Eminence. I'm guessing the recruitment of the Grey Knight was lost.
3: Yes, Walter was not material for our gambit. He was too much of a glory hound.
2: Be not dismayed, young lady. The search continues, as we are going to need the muscle we can get soon. And if there are super beings in America, maybe we can find some of our own.
1: <laughs> You've been listening to Episode 12, Red Alert. In the cast, you heard Bert McGonagall, played by Robert Hunter. Agent Philip Jenkins, Levesque Noir, and Pilot One, played by Danny Atwell, Willie the Hobo, played by Justin Gregory, Ricardo Jimenez, Peony Rouge, played by Miguel Pedroza, Agent Allison Mills and Darla Somerville, played by Emily McAnulty, Rod Stiles, Frank the Badger, and Walter the Hunter, played by Dan Mack Belle Cromwell, DJ Jesse Jess, Billy Ackroyd, played by Max Hunter, Ollie Pep, played by... By Paul Schroyer, Maisie the White Queen, played by Rachel Crosby, and Gladys Hamilton, played by Stacy Atwell. Special effects by Zapsplat.com. Copyright
0: 2022 Dark Char Media. All rights reserved.